Greg. <laughs> Every week we gotta Every we gotta week. like acknowledge, to acknowledge Craig. 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 All right, welcome back, D and D rules, jewels, deity schools. Another week, eleventh week. I'm honestly surprised, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised every week. I'm like, I, 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 we're doing this again. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, season two. <laughs> Ten episodes is one season. That's a short season. That's a short season. Well, hey, the new Dota Dragon's Blood show is only eight episodes every season. So we're doing all right. That's um, true, but it takes more than, it takes way more time to produce one episode than it does for us. So <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, all 10 of our episodes is less than one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about today tools online tools virtual tabletops websites that are useful for dming or for players alike um oh i guess i skipped eric isaac and joe just like always <laughs> no nobody else here but us and um, craig and craig of course <laughs> always craig, man. Damn. craig listening listening to our craig's over here crying and you're just going on i know i'm <laughs> sorry i'm sorry craig um <clears throat> So, uh, where do we want to start? I want to start with, uh, I feel like what you have to start with is not the granddaddy, but the big daddy, D&D <laughs> Beyond. The uh, most costly like of all it. the options. It might be the most costly, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's the best. It used D &D to not be the best. Great. DD yeah. Beyond. I never used it back when everyone said it was terrible and I never used it then. I've only used yeah, it. It was pretty I've bad. It used, it used to not be good. So we started using it here recently. And when I say recently, the bad I will say we're gonna we're about to praise DD Beyond for a little while. Um their app still sucks. Is it the app? Nope. I think it's garbage. Cool. It does. This is what we're here for. What what doesn't it do for you? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like do anything app? yeah yeah the iphone app yeah, I've never, i i try to use it the phone app does suck i i'm sure the android app is exactly the same. what are your problems with the with the app the interface sucks like it's go. so hard to figure stuff out you want to know my problem with it is ux design hire some of them they're good I, it is like i think it's terrible huh i don't have a problem with it I go, are you, is it the character sheet or is it like the character else? sheet's not that good? The menus aren't that intuitive. It's, it doesn't have the features that the website has entirely. It's like a, it's like a trimmed down version of the website for your phone, but just with bad UI. I feel like phone UI design and web UI design are different. And it, it, I mean, fe yeah, it feels like they went. Uh, Copy paste. Hey, hey, website designer, you think you could just slap this website on a phone and call it an app? Like, is the app actually an app or does it just open a web page? That's what I want to know. Some apps are that they're just web apps. It's right? an actual app. You, I mean, there are some things that it does actually open the the D and D Beyond web page for. Like, if you were to edit or level your character, yeah, then it just opens up the, your D and D Beyond just page. Do, just do that client it. side. Do it client side yeah, because do that in the app because. Processors and phones are fast enough for this. I don't want to get into tech because this isn't a tech <laughs> podcast, but phone processors are definitely fast enough to level up your character and send that data back to the servers. No, I, I mean, don't. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's a speed problem. It's a like whenever you go, I'm going to level up. It takes you because it 
it, they, they just don't have a, 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 an interface for it, essentially. Yeah. Because I guess because I don't know why, but they don't. It blows my so mind that you, they don't have an interface for it yet. I think it, it's it, it is around weird. for so long. And they're like, every, Critical Role uses them. Like everyone I, I, uses them. Yeah, you know, I think that, 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 is, that is the weirdest thing about the app for me is whenever you whenever you have to go into edit or level a character, it considering, just takes you to the website. Considering the cost of D&D Beyond, the app should be better. That's my only complaint is the app. I Otherwise, use the app constantly. Oh, really? Yes. I don't ever need the app when I'm playing because I play at my desktop and so I have multiple screens. This may be different for me than it is for you guys because I don't know how the book sharing affects the app. Yeah. But whenever I when I'm I'm using the app all the time because I can go through uh and well I can you guys are on camera with me, but I can I can go I say- through I haven't used to, it in a while. Go to this and I can look at spells. I can mm-hmm. search. I can then filter all the spells by class level casting. I can, like all the filters. I can, and then I can also search. So if I'm looking for a spell, it's great. If I want to look at this, is what I mostly use it for: are monsters and mm-hmm. uh, classes. I can scroll through here, click any class, and then look at the subclasses and read them and then click click on a subclass and it tells me what those things are at those levels right so it's just it's very handy for me i don't know if you guys get all those because i own all the source books i don't know if you get them through our game or not i haven't used the app in a little while because it was so hot garbage when i used it like a year and a half ago that Mm -hmm. i haven't touched it since yeah and also Mm -hmm. like I have multiple screens. If I want to look something up on D&D Beyond while we're playing, I can really easily just like. Oh, yeah, I don't use it while we're playing. I just use the website. Oh, OK. While playing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. well, I'm, if I'm in the other room or like sitting on the couch, laying in bed and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I just get a weird thought about some like multi-class situation or subclass, I can just quickly look it up on my phone without having. Well, to... Isaac, I don't have a wife <laughs> and kids, so I'm sitting at my computer most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I think I've got a weird idea, I have this <laughs> iPad Pro, which has a full web browser, and I don't have to use the crap app. Or I am sitting at my desktop, and I can just look it up. Okay, that's. I mean, that's fine. I just. I don't. I don't is. think the, the the app is terrible. I, I don't think it's as good as the website, but I don't think it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, on the internet, on the website, it is incredible. It's very good. It's, so, it's the most comprehensive one if you have the dosh to spend. Yeah. If I mean, it's not even how much. Why do you think it's more expensive? Just because there's a monthly subscription for like getting extra amounts of characters? Because you can just go, you can get the books and have all the resources as if you were buying them in a store, and it's the same amount of money. You just have a digital version instead of a physical copy. Yeah, I think that. Hmm. I think that the digital copy should be cheaper than the physical copy because it is cheaper to distribute. If I'm buying a physical copy of a book, I understand why it's 50 bucks. Not only did you have to write it and edit and do it all that stuff, that's a vast majority of the cost, but there's a material cost as in I'm manufacturing this book and I'm shipping that. Yeah. And the logistical cost 50 bucks. Sure. That spell jammer set I just bought for 75. Sure. It's a three book set. It has a giant poster of the world. It has a DM screen. It's a beautifully designed holographic set. It's freaking sweet. Totally worth 75 bucks. If I had to spend 75 bucks to get a PDF document of the same thing, I'd be a little miffed. Yeah, that's and something I find a little strange. I think like if you buy, if you go out and buy a, a physical copy of it, it should just come with like, okay, you get it in D&D Beyond because you bought the Or yeah. Copy. <laughs> 
Type in your ISBN. That, that may be something it. that they, I mean, that's the, the top request that ever, that they've had forever. And now that wizards bought them, there's maybe like rumblings of maybe that's going to, I mean, I kind of doubt that it will because it's a revenue source. It's like a double maybe, revenue source. Maybe the, the plus side to having digital copies though is command F control F. It's yeah, pretty. See, that's, <laughs> that's totally, that's totally the benefit, but you're buying them. So I don't have to. <laughs> It's very true. Even though I did buy this one. <laughs> so did you spend 75 bucks on it? No, I mean, it was first off. I have like the, the source book collection. Well, no, thing. I mean on Spelljammer, did right. it cost? No, okay. it wasn't 75, but first okay. off, so I'm saying first off, I have the, the source book collector edition yep. thing, which gives me like, I don't know what it is. 10, 20% off any, any source book that comes out. I automatically get a percentage off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it also wasn't 75 to start with because it wasn't a collector's edition, obviously. It's just a regular. Yeah. So I think it was 30, 40, 40 or 45. If I was really super determined to use Control F and not spend money on D&D Beyond, I could just scan my books. It's true. Or but you I'm can, not that determined. You can cheat and wait around till somebody releases it online anyway. Uh, <laughs> That's pirating, and we it don't even towards that. Yar. Yar. Uh, even though it is a pirate campaign. But you know, space. some people, if you can't afford it and that's the only way you can get it, I'm I, okay. I'm not going to judge you. Uh, no, nope, me neither. But the, anyways, the features. Cool things, yeah. The best, the, the thing that I was like, Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is once you have all, even if you don't have it, but once you have all the, the source material, the magic items, the subclasses and stuff, it just throws it on your character sheet and it shows you exactly what to roll. It's like, it does all the math, most of the math for you. And it's great. Uh, It gives you the charges of things you have. So you can keep track of what you've cast without having to like erase through a physical page and eventually get a hole in it. I do find (laughs) that those boxes that check that like, Oh, short rest, click it. Yeah. There is still some interface issues with those. Even now we're like, it won't update. And you have to refresh. Really? The page yeah, I have I have an issue with uh, with my uh, Saturn's uh, thing where he goes. God, I can't remember. Form of dread. Form of dread. Yeah, it won't let me click the box and check that I've used one of them. Yeah, it won't. Let I me have click to go to a different part of, of it and click on it and then go back and then it will show that it's clicked. On mine, I have to click it. It will open a sub menu. I can click it in there, then close oh, the sub menu, then refresh the page, and then it'll show up. So I just don't bother. I just remember. <laughs> uh, that is weird. Um, so, but that aspect of it is very cool for me. I haven't had that issue that you guys are having. And then beyond that, the thing that I've sort of recently got into and really love about D and D beyond is the homebrew stuff. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can, you can make yeah. subclasses and items and it's pretty comprehensive. It doesn't, it can't, or at least I haven't figured out how to, to basically code everything. Yeah. And the interface is a little lackluster, uh, but it, it kind of is lackluster because there's so much you can do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really cool how that's super awesome about D and D beyond and the fact that you can go and look at other people's homebrews and get yeah. ideas or just put, use their homebrews and put them in and you don't have to do. That was a good thing that they like added and pasted it in there. Yeah. Allowing the homebrew stuff was really nice. And I have another homebrew tool we're, we're going to, that I'm going to bring up later, but 
It is, yeah. Honestly, it's an extremely comprehensive site. It's just I'm nitpicking a little more because of the cost. If it was free, I wouldn't like I'd be like, oh, okay, the menu doesn't work. They're working on that. But it's not free. And it's like some I'm not paying for it. You're paying for it for our campaign. But at the end of the day, someone's paying for it. Yeah. And like I expect features to work more often than not when it's a paid service. Yeah, that's fair. It does, have, but it, it is. It does have a few problems, but the, it is I great. Think overall, it's very good. It's very, very good. The character sheet stuff is great, and like before D and D Beyond, I actually followed a guy on on Patreon called. Uh, I'm sure he's still around. More purple, more better, and uh, he had a PDF character sheet that you could download. Uh, well, he got. They told him to take it down, but he just has a community that updates it on their own. And then you know, it's <laughs> community. He's not doing it. <laughs> and you would load the file, load the, uh, the book's data into the PDF and it would autofill and autocorrect everything you did. It was amazing. It was such oh, an amazing tool me, back right? then. For when I first rolled. Rook. When you first, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an awesome. It was, it was really nice, but I've used it. And D and D beyond is way better. D and D beyond <laughs> is better now, but when that came out, D and D beyond was not very I don't good. even know if D and D around was a thing. Was around when that when came out. <laughs> yeah, it was an incredible. They tour. were like, "Oh, that's a years. great idea. We'll take that. Thanks. We'll take that whole thing <laughs> and charge nine bucks a month for it, <laughs> or whatever it is. How much is it a month? You're the one paying for it. I've never looked. Uh, I don't remember because it's a yearly thing. Oh, you're paying for like a yearly instead of a monthly. Plan. Okay, yeah, I pay. I pay it yearly, but it's only six bucks a month for the master one, which is the top end. Okay. Otherwise, it's three bucks a month. I'm getting tired of subscriptions. Yeah, it's it is a bit of a bummer. It's getting it's getting out of hand. But, but yeah, I like understand the, the making unlimited characters for three bucks a month. Otherwise, you get like I think six or something. Yeah, I recently had to go in and delete a couple of my old characters from other campaigns. But honestly, it is it's an extremely comprehensive tool. If you have the money to spend on it, and you were only going to buy like one thing for D and D. That's D&D it. Beyond, that's yeah. it. Yeah, you spend your money on D&D Beyond. Because as much as like me personally, I have copies of not all the books, but most of the books. That's like a personal thing. I just like having the book. But if my campaign is mostly online or I have an iPad or something like that, I would have just bought them all on D&D Beyond from the beginning. Well, not from the beginning because it wasn't around when I started playing 5e. <laughs> but... Um, if I were starting right now, I don't know that I'd buy physical copies. I'd buy um, just the digital copies and keep them on my computer or a laptop or whatever. Yeah. That way I can access them and view them at all times. The only thing I'm ever kind of like worried about with stuff like D&D Beyond is like, if I stop paying, do I lose access to my stuff? You know what I mean? Uh, no, you keep, I mean, you keep any of your, your books. If you stop paying, I don't know how they deal with if you're over the character limit they just tax your character yeah yeah i don't know like, how that works with the characters but everything else is like doesn't really do anything really the three dollars and like the month is the, just for the unlimited characters the, like there's the, other stuff that you get but if but, the service yeah. goes down in a couple of years do you lose everything you paid for that kind of stuff it's what that's i'm worried true, about but with now that they're owned stuff. by wizards that's less of a concern that is true I, yeah. i'm really hoping you can't hear that cat in the background you can I Fantastic! I, I missed it, but it's okay. <laughs> I saw it light up, bastard. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, D and D Beyond character sheets, great rules and content, great. It's on there. Homebrew stuff, 
program it in. It's great. It functions well. It integrates into the character sheet. It is just comprehensively the best tool for if you're only going to use one tool for DMs and players. It's very, very, yeah. very yeah, good. And cost-wise, cost wise, if you have a group of people you have that, a group and you know, that and you know you're going to be playing a lot, everyone pitches in to buy different books, helps out cover that. So your werewolf form is a, is a homebrew is a homebrew item. Yeah. yeah that's what you're saying. Yeah. It works great. <laughs> I walk in, I equip it and then I have it and it's nice. It's really nice just to have it. Um, but anyways, I don't want to stick on D and D beyond too much. Cause that's the one everyone knows about. And now everyone knows a little bit more about it or Maybe. they just heard us talk about the things they already know about. Exactly. It. <laughs> so what do we want to talk about next? We want to talk about, random online tools or we want to talk about virtual tabletops next uh we can, we can touch on some some vtt's all right i will talk about I've only used a couple so <laughs> i have used roll 20 yeah. roll 20 yeah. i've used tailspire and i've used the other one that i can't remember the name of because fantasy i didn't grounds? like it very much fantasy grounds the one you buy on steam which you have to buy the rule books for in the yep. thing i only use that one briefly i don't have much to say about it it's whatever. It's I do nice. not like Fantasy Grounds at all. Okay, there you it, go. It, it it just was not. It like Roll Twenty was free and it was better. I think Fantasy Ground. I don't want to comment on Fantasy Grounds too much. I don't know a lot about it. If you're out there and you know stuff about it, let us know in the comments. But <laughs> Roll Twenty, I have used quite a bit. And yeah. um, what is there to say about Roll Twenty? Here's the it's, thing with Roll Twenty. It's it is more of a one-stop shop than say, cause what we use in our campaigns is D and D beyond plus Tailspire. Yeah. Uh, roll 20 is a one-stop shop for both because you don't have to, you can buy books within, within roll 20. Yeah. And then your, your virtual tabletop's already in there. It's all integrated, which is kind of nice. Yeah. The downside of roll 20 is it looks not as not nearly as good as Tailspire, obviously, yeah. cause it's a 2d, it's yeah. a top down map thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There are pluses to that because a lot of the maps that you buy from the books and stuff are, already are just on there. straight in. Yeah. So it's like easier for as far as that. Less setup. Which is fine for if if you're if you only view combat as tactical, then great. That's yeah. gonna work well for you. But it looks not great and it does have some like weird uh problems with like drawing on the maps. If too many yeah. people are drawing on it, it can mess up. It's you're the, better to talk about this because I've never DM'd on Roll Twenty. I've only ever played as a player. The yeah, the the homebrew stuff not not even a I would say not even a tenth of as comprehensive as D and D Beyond's homebrew stuff. Yeah, unless they've changed it since I stopped playing it. It's been a while. Uh, we haven't been using it in a couple of years. Yeah, but it's not even close. Uh, yeah. The the creating character sheets and leveling uh, not as good as D and D Beyond. No, yeah. not even close. Um, yeah. I honestly never used. I think yeah, I about to say I think when we used there, Roll Twenty, I I used a, a sheet because I had a the Roll Twenty sheet. stuff was just not good. Yeah, for me, it's, to, to it's me. not great. It's okay, and it, if you're if you're a first time player and someone has like, because uh, you don't have to buy um, D, uh, Roll Twenty to play, which you yeah. do if you're getting Tailspire or Fantasy Grounds. Mm-hmm. So if if you're a first time player and then your DM's like, yeah, I've got Roll Twenty, you can just join in. Cool, you can. It's it's easy to get into. And your DM yeah. can help you out with any like buttons to click and stuff, but it does it doesn't. Once you sort of know what's going on, 
it, once you realize what's happening, it's not great. It's yeah. still, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's it okay. Sucks that you have to, it sucks that you, it sucks that I bought some of the books there and then we moved to D and D beyond and I had to buy them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, in the end, but I didn't have very many. That's yeah, another yeah. one of those things where it's like, if you buy it in one spot, you should just have it in every spot. As it, like, it, I, pay, I paid you wizards. I paid you for the book. Let me have yeah. the book. Yeah. That's the yeah, physical copy is, thing. That's an, kind of another plus for D and D beyond is that, like you can use that, you can look at that book anywhere. If you have, if you have it in Roll Twenty, you kind of have to read it in their clunky. Yeah, their, clunky their interface, interface is not as nice as D and D Beyond. Yeah, not it's again not even close. <laughs> and that that like as cool of a feature as like the shadow of the map, so that your characters can only see so much of it. Sounds in practice, it, it, it never terrible. worked. It look doesn't look that good. It doesn't. It didn't seem to work that good. Yeah, it was. Uh... And, and and making it to where it actually functions at all. Like, because you have to go in and draw these boxes mm-hmm. in a separate layer, and that's a pain. And then if it's not, if you want it to be perfect to like, oh, there's a tree here, but I don't want to block out the entire square because there's room around the tree. If you like go and make all the way, like precisely around the tree, it starts to become too many lines and then it gets super lag, like slow, way more yeah. laggy than it should yeah. be. <laughs> then if you have people like me and uh, Brian, where we pick up our minis and move them around all the time, <laughs> it roll, the 20, roll 20, it just like ruin everything. It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so it's really yeah, strange it's how UK, unoptimized it, it is. Yeah, it's it's something that we left basically as soon as we could. <laughs> yeah. And I think that transitions very nicely into our VTT of choice, which is Tailspire. I love Tailspire. Tailspire is still in early access. Um, We got it. We got into the the very the closed beta by back end on Kickstarter, but it is available to everyone now. Uh, The drawback is obviously everybody has to own a copy. So everyone in your group will have to spend 30 bucks on it. It does go on sale. You can catch it does go on sale, yeah. Steam sales, stuff like that. One hundred percent worth it, though. It is one hundred percent worth it. It is awesome, and it's very, it's so great to be able to visually see everything in three yeah. D and not and, be and not a, and, and like there is a. I would say the best thing about it is one, it just it looks incredible, but the number one thing about it is the community behind it. Any feature that it doesn't have, you can usually find someone who's built a mod for it because the developers are really open about supporting mods. Um, they have integration with Hero Forge, so you can import custom character models now. That's the new great. morph, the new morph feature that they added that allows the models to morph in between different shapes. That's super awesome. Um, there's things I'd like them to add, of course, but overall, like line of sight works. If something's not in your line of sight, you cannot see the mini in 3d space most that's of the time. most of the time <laughs> not always but yeah, it's pretty good and then uh, if you're looking for maps because i'm not gonna lie building the maps takes a very yeah. long time if you want it to look really nice it's gonna take forever <laughs> yes i have built a few very large things right when it came out and like you can get the the basic shape and the buildings decently quick but then if you want it to look good and you're like placing props and stuff around that takes forever you want every so, little table to have like little knives and stuff sitting all over it and it's like 
even more time when you're like doing something at one angle and then you move your camera and everything's on a wrong plane. You're like, uh, <laughs> I never had that problem. I knew right away. Like I've used 3d software before. I'll like, make sure. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the, the community for mods is great. If you're running official like stuff, there is people who have Patreons. There's, open stuff where it's like here's every map from curse of straw built in tailspire and it's super awesome i watched a video of a guy who he has a patreon where that's all he does he just makes the maps for official games and he paid a developer to make a mod for him which he released that allows you to load a flat map so you can build the map from the base map pretty cool and it's super awesome that you can that you can do this stuff and that it's all like officially not officially supported by the developer but that you can do it at all that yeah. they're allowing it and um the uh you can get we use D beyond and we use a web extension a chrome web extension which i guess you don't have to worry about that anymore because every browser besides firefox and opera is based on chrome so whether you're using chrome vivaldi or the new whatever the new Microsoft one is, Edge, uh, they're all Chrome-based. <laughs> so you go to the Chrome web store and you can pick up a web browser add-on called um, Tales Beyond the Spire, Beyond right. the Spire. yeah, which will allow you to click your stats in D&D Beyond and send the roll to Tailspire to roll the dice in the game. Now, the drawback is, and some of the people that watch our streams, they they like... It does not contain any rules. It is only for tabletops. You can roll dice. You can put your minis down, move your minis around, have a map. It all looks great. Different different maps for different things. But it doesn't have any rules for 5e. It doesn't have any rules for anything. No rule books in it. It no is just a tabletop. Any any systems at all. Yeah, it's just a tabletop. <laughs> I personally think that's better because I'm not tying everything to one app. Right. Like I own this thing. I can do whatever I want with it. If, if later on we switch to travel or if later on we decide to play Pathfinder or if later on we decide to play three five for whatever reason. It still functions. Yeah, right. I would like to see. And and this is something that they've talked about. But again, maybe it's may a small happen. team. It's a small is, team. Yeah. Is an integration with D&D Beyond. And they have they've talked about it, but they're like they're big. We're little. We don't know if that's going to happen. But it's we know about it. We know but that good, you want it. We're looking into it. Yep. A good intermediary though is apps like that Chrome yeah. extension yeah. beyond the spire, exactly. which totally, absolutely makes it work flawlessly. Use it every week. It's awesome. I friggin' love Tailspire. And it, and that's my recommendation. If someone says, We're gonna start playing online, do you have a recommendation? I'm like, everyone just get your books on DD Beyond and get Tailspire because it's far prettier to look at. It's far more entertaining to use. It's like, it's just better in every way. Measurement tools, every tool that you need to play on a tabletop is built in. Well, basically. there's some exceptions, but it's still in early access. Yeah. I do want to talk about the cons of Tailspire, which yeah. are, it can be a little taxing on your system. If it's a big map with, uh, and some of the, some of the props are more lag inducing than others. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can and have some problems with lag. Having stuff tons of objects, yeah, stuff, stuff with light, light. the torches and stuff, but even just like a map that has a ton of detail and a ton of objects. That yeah. being said, the builders on the communities on websites like 
Tales Bazaar and which one do you use? Tales Tavern. Tales Tavern, which are map congregate websites where builders put their maps up for you to get for free, which is super awesome because they're amazing. Genghis's maps. Genghis, the king of Talespire maps. (laughs) Um, He, a lot of them, when it first started and they first allowed clipping of objects, people went nuts and they built awesome stuff. But now, further on down the line, they've gotten better at optimizing shapes. They don't just fill it up. They're trying to use as, as few objects as possible to make it as accessible as possible to as many machines as possible. And honestly, like your machine's pretty old and you don't have a ton of problems with it, right? I don't just occasionally again, like the, the map that I just, that I just made with all those the, crystals, uh, the yeah. crystals. That was my computer. Didn't really like that. So we won't my be reviewing that. Like that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> my computer um, didn't like that. My computer is pretty new. Let's see other, other potential cons. Uh, the the mod thing is cool you can do that the downside is of course that everyone in your party has to have the, has to have the same mod except for uh, i want to clarify that beyond the spire is is it standalone yeah, beyond the spire is is not a tail spire mod it is a web browser mod yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that just launches an app so if you have yeah. the web app open it just works that's not but yes if you're using another mod everyone in the group has to have the mod installed and set up and i can see how that would be a pain depending on how technically adept your players are yeah there are some uh, another couple bugs with like too many dice being on the field sometimes will uh, if you try to clear them it will crash at least on michael's computer uh <laughs> sometimes the, you uh just get stuck sideways <laughs> yeah there's and that's like happened one over <laughs> there are some strange non-game breaking bugs that are just odd uh and then the the one the one big thing that I think it's missing that they just posted an update that they are working on so maybe come out later this month even is being able to put AOE things down and then do other leave them there and do yes. other things. They are things working like, on that right now. Yeah, cloud of daggers or mist or entangle or something yeah, like currently that. Currently, the measurement tools you can measure something, but then if you go to do anything else, the measurement disappears. But mm-hmm. they are working on a way to keep that those measurements in. Yeah, wallifier. That would be really awesome if they fix. Really awesome. Yeah, I mean, like none of these cons we're talking about are deal breakers, obviously, because yeah. we use it every week. Yep. And there are ways around it. You could just yeah, you can just throw stuff down, props. throw props mm-hmm. down and stuff. But it takes a little longer. It's yeah. it's just going to be very nice when they you can there, measured it there. That's where it is. Honestly, I think if you use Telspire in an in person game, if you had like a, a big iPad yeah. or something, mm-hmm. or a screen, that would be a table. really that would be a really cool way to use Telspire. Yeah, I have a friend who built a who built a gaming table with a screen with like a he bought a fifty inch TV to put in the middle of it and. That's a really I, I I don't know I haven't played at the table because I stopped playing with that group but um I that would be a really cool use I think it could still be used in person because as much as me personally likes building and painting miniatures and build I know how to build custom terrain and stuff like that <coughs> there's the problem of like where am I storing all this custom terrain yeah if I and if I'm not playing it on that dwarven board <laughs> yeah oh yeah I, don't don't. Well, Dwarvenforge is great, but it's very expensive. You can build your own a lot cheaper. <laughs> 3D printing stuff is also an, a viable option if you have that capability. But um, like, if if you're not playing at my house and we want to use terrain or whatever that I've built for the campaign, is my DM going to want to store that at his house? 
is there space to store that at their place? There's logistical problems. So even I think even in person, a, like at a virtual tabletop like Tailspire could be very good. Yep. We like if you it. don't want to use dry erase maps, which we use, I have used for years. <laughs> Where it's like a grid that you roll out and you write on it with your wet erase, wet erase markers. Yeah. Yep. Like here's yeah. the wall. I draw a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's here's some the rocks wall. over here. I'm gonna circle there. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, circle draw. there. All right. Yeah. All right. There. You can hide behind. What those. were those circles? Those were the rocks, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Use a little artistic vision. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> overall, two thumbs up for for Tailspire. Two yeah. thumbs up, Tailspire. That's our recommendation. Virtual tabletop, the, Tailspire. I really think the best thing about it is the the that there's a community that's making really good maps. maps. Yeah, yeah. If there wasn't that, I probably wouldn't. I would still like it a lot. It just would be so much more setup time. It would be unfeasible for most people. That's the but, yeah. nice thing about D&D Beyond, too, is the community with all the homebrew stuff. That's yeah, community stuff really. Unlimited amount of ideas that you could find on D&D yep. Beyond. And since we're talking yeah, about through there. community and homebrew stuff, I suppose that goes to some other websites that I'm going to talk about, which are... I did want to touch real quick before you Oh, okay, there. yep. Go ahead. I did want to mention uh, the... Uh, what's it called? Foundry? There's another virtual tabletop that I know nothing about, but it is a prominent one. And then what's the other one? Tabletop Simulator, which I don't think anyone really uses mm. anymore. Okay, Ta- Tabletop... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cover Tabletop Simulator real quick. I have used Tabletop Simulator. Giant hunk not- of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have used Tabletop Simulator, but not for D&D. I've used it for um, Warhammer 40K, playing Warhammer 40K in the traditional way online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this isn't a Warhammer podcast. Great use for that. But I would not want to use it as a D&D thing. It has minis. You can place them. It looks like a table. I've even used it with a VR headset, but it's just like, uh, it's not that good. I, I, I'm not <laughs> recommending that at all. Okay. I just want uh, to make sure we mentioned, because those are other big ones, that, other big ones that, that may that, come out if someone's yeah. looking and we just, I don't know anything about, I don't know anything uh, about foundry. foundry. In fact, I'd never even heard of it until you just brought it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> homebrew content. Let's talk about homebrew websites. Okay. Um, there are community websites like drive through RPG, which is a frankly incredible resource for homebrewed adventures, homebrewed character classes. Some of them you do have to pay for, and some of them are like, you can have it for free or you can choose to pay for them. Um, I have found some amazing one shots and things like that on drive through RPG where like people are like, putting significant amount of effort into campaigns and settings and expanding on official settings and expanding on character classes and all kinds of things like wizards releases a um unearthed arcana and one of the classes don't make it into the official book but you can probably find someone on drive through rpg who has taken the idea and like expanded it into a full playable subclass which is really super awesome yeah really fleshed it out and it's really awesome now i mean as with any homebrew content read over it read the comments on it if it's a more popular one that's a great way Check to with determine your dms make sure yes. they're okay with having it in the game don't get all excited about making this character and then your dm goes uh no nah, that'll break it <laughs> <laughs> yeah because definitely some of the stuff is like 
this is broken and imbalanced. But a lot of the times you can Eric, read that stuff out. Eric Swordmage, check it out. It was, uh, <laughs> it was freaking awesome. I will say, every time I've played an OP subclass in every campaign I've been in, I handed the rules to the DM and they either didn't read it at all and said, okay, <laughs> or I, I think didn't the issue is, is whenever you handed it to him, you went, I have diabolical plans. And they were like, I can't see that just by reading this. <laughs> <laughs> read it a little closer. Turns out I can do anything I want. <laughs> uh, you see this yeah. really fine print here. It just says, I win. I win. <laughs> yeah, right part. there. Yep, you missed that part. Therefore, I win. Uh, now, aside from community stuff like DriveThruRPG, there is also, if you're interested in creating exceptionally professional-looking homebrew content, I remember when this stuff first started popping up where it was like, oh, man, this homebrew looks like official content. It looks like real Wizards official book content that's been scanned. And um, I'm sure in the early days when I first started seeing it, it was people putting in a ton of effort in Photoshop to make it work. But now there is a very awesome resource called the Home Brewery um, that is frankly incredible. It formats the stuff. It you can make you can take a homebrew class and make an official looking PDF out of it. Like make it look like Wizards made it. Fonts are right. Background colors are right. Put in your own artwork, commission artwork, whatever you're going to do. But you can use this tool to script and make a frankly incredible looking homebrew content look wise. That would be, I mean, I, I, I've only used it briefly, but it was very nice. Very, very nice. Very feature rich. Maybe a little bit of a steep learning curve in the very beginning, but if you're looking to make homebrew content, aside from just the writing part of it, and you want to make it look good and distribute it, that is a great tool for that. You guys have any no, comments on that? Nope, I never look at it. Okay, you probably won't. <laughs> I mean, I've seen stuff you... made by it, and I'm like, oh, that looks just like... <laughs> looks Real like stuff, official. yeah. <laughs> um, it doesn't really apply to us anymore. That's that's the thing. Some of these tools I'm going to talk about are tools that I used before D&D Beyond, but I do think that some of them still have use. Sure. Um. And since you guys don't really have any comments on that homebrew stuff, we can move on. Yes, yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, the only reason I don't is because it's all built into D&D Beyond and stuff. Yeah, now. It's all built in digitally. And if it was something I was going to print out, then, yeah, for your for your for your group. Life. Yeah. If you were going to print it out and have it for your group, like that sword mage class that Joe talked about a minute ago, they used homebrewery. It looked absolutely incredible. I printed it all out in color and it looked really super official so if you're playing in person which i wish to one day do again um (laughs) it's very nice very very nice but we can move on from that pretty quick because you guys don't really have any opinions um talk about the uh the greatest way to help you min max your characters whenever you're creating them rpg bot baby oh (laughs) rpgbot.net i love rpgbot.net he's great on twitter pretty awesome if you're looking to make your class as strong as the class can possibly be because they really do nail down everything and explain why everything is better or worse than other things if you want to be a if you want to be a lazy min maxer rpgbot is just 
the best source ever. Their website's a little old looking. I, from what I understand, they are like working on a newer website, but I, I remember loading it right after it launched and it wasn't quite done. And I mean, yeah, the website looks a little like old. GeoCities? Mm, it's not <laughs> Geo, it's, it's not GeoCities <laughs> bad, but it's not like great. But it is an awesome Awesome, awesome freaking resource. It's all color-coded, so you can know at a glance what's good and what's bad. There's subclass breakdowns. There's spell breakdowns. It is a extremely, extremely comprehensive. Now, it doesn't have any official rules. They'll say what spells are good and bad, but you will have to look them up and see what they do. It'll just say, like, this is good for this reason. This is good for... This is bad because of this. Uh, this is why this doesn't work very well because of the action economy or this is why it, it is just an amazing character creation resource and, and this it's similar to like a like an icy veins or a max roll for computer game type things yeah kind of worse yeah. interface <laughs> but uh well, yeah, I, yeah 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 icy veins that's a good one to yeah yeah it, to, yeah. yeah 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 only only obviously because wizards will hunt you down with their lawyers, there is no official, like he doesn't have the rules listed when right. it's a subclass breakdown and they get, he'll give usually like, if you're like looking at barbarian, barbarian breakdown, you'll da, 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 da. And then at the bottom, it'll be like, here's an example optimized build. And you can either just run with that or make decisions based on the color coding. And I'd be, go ahead. I was going to say, that the, and the downside of any min-maxing is that if your DM doesn't like it, they're going to find a way to <laughs> to, okay. to nerf well, it in, in one way or another. I don't but think very that, good for, for theory crafting. I don't think that RPG bot is necessarily the kind of min-maxing that sometimes I do, where I'm trying to break the game. It is just like, hey, here's the spells you could choose as a sorcerer. Out of these first-level spells... Here's which ones are kind of garbage, and here's which ones are good, and here's which ones are the not best good. ones that are going to work with meta magic type of thing. Yeah, yeah, it it is it is like he's not trying to break the game. He's just trying to explain like this is why this is a very good choice. Okay, like at ninth level spells, when you get to ninth level spells on any of them, it, it basically it's says wish. only one of these spells <laughs> is the best spell, and it's wish. The other ones are good, <laughs> but you'd be dumb not to take wish if you can. Yeah, things like wish that can it, be any other ninth level spell. So, yeah. So <laughs> anyways, it, it it's just an amazing resource. Um, I would be, there are other resources, uh, giant in the playground, which is a like forum for tabletop role playing. Some people do breakdowns similar to RPG bot in, you got to find them. You got to dig. It's like an old style back in the day forum. Uh, it's an incredible resource. You just have to dig. That's all it yeah. is. There's a search function, but like you're going to be looking at a lot of different threads going, is this okay? Oh, okay. This is the person who's doing this well. <laughs> Whereas like, if you're willing to dig, that's awesome. But if you just want at a click, at a quick glance, what's going to be good. RPGbot.net. Amazing. And I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot to write that one down. <laughs> but I literally every time I make a character, I open RPGbot.net and look. Okay. <laughs> amazing, amazing resource. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, that's incredible. RPGbot.net, 10 out of 10. Check it out. Follow him on <laughs> Twitter. 9 out of even. 10. 
nine out of ten for interface. Nine to <laughs> five out of ten for interface. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, very good. Quite a few ads these days, but I understand cost of running the website and everything. If you're really just like a salty boy, you can load up your ad block. Anyways, um, five e tools. Uh, 5e tools yeah i was gonna bring that one up that's on my list 5e tools is a very good resource um i haven't used 5e tools as much as the other one i want to talk about but 5e tools is very very good if if there's anything else you want to say about 5e tools i just i was gonna say i've used it a few i haven't used it a ton but i've used it a few times for scaling up monsters Uh, yeah that is a really awesome feature of that one which is pretty nice it's if you, if you get perfect. too far away from this, like, because you scale them up by CR, if you get too far away from the original CR, it starts to not work like you would want it to. But it's very good for like, I wish this was a little bit stronger. You can bump it up a CR and yeah, one or two stats. CR and be all right. Yep. Um, the tool I used to use absolutely the most. John. Don John. Yeah, you got it. Don John. Don John has a tool for everything. You want a random encounter, baby? They got it. Random encounter based on your group's makeup and levels? They got it. You want a random weather generator? You can scale it. You want a random weather generator? It's there, baby. You want magic weather or normal weather? Turn it on or off. Incredible. They have a tool for everything don john is <laughs> need some name generators you need to know what's on the menu at a certain tavern yeah <laughs> every yeah you want to generate some 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 inventory for the local stores yeah. it's got you covered baby <laughs> don john is i think one of the older ones it's been around since i've been using computers and d i like i can't remember when i played when I use computers to look up rules and Don John hasn't been around. I don't know exactly when it was founded, but been around forever. They've got three, five rules. They've got five E rules. They've got pathfinder stuff. They've got generators from multiple things. You could generate a whole freaking character. You can generate NPCs. You can generate enemies. You can, they have, they have built in enemies. They have CR. I want to, I want to, I want to combat that CR five and has five monsters. Bam. It spits out one. And a lot of a lot of the times, like when I would DM, it was it didn't even matter. I want five guards that are CR one. It pops them up, and I and like, or I want this kind of encounter. And it, it, even if it shoots me skeletons, I can just go. These are guards, <laughs> and yeah. and it works. And like it, it's not always perfectly balanced, but it's ninety percent right. Like it's, it's eighty I mean, to ninety percent of the way there. Yeah, if it's it's one of those things where it, if. If you're an experienced DM, then you'll know when it's not balanced. And if you're not, you'll learn. <laughs> yeah, you'll <laughs> learn. <laughs> but, but that's I have... the, the, the main things I use Don John for is I still use that the encounter size table. Which is yeah. so good. <laughs> I look at that thing all the time. And then it's again, it's not entirely accurate, but what you'll you'll figure out where those boundaries are. Uh and it give, you can like set your the number of characters, what level they are, and it will spit out a table that says they can take this many of this CR monster, this many of this CR monster, and all the way down. Uh, I use it for that, and then I also use it uh, <clears throat> when I am making, uh, when I'm starting a campaign and building a world, I use their map generator, which can be found, I think it can be found elsewhere as well, that particular map generator, but it's, it's very nice. They also have um, downloadable map generators. Did you know that? Uh, I did not. They have one that will generate random dungeons 
full fractal world maps. That's the, one, uh, the, the world maps is what I was. Yeah. That's what I use. The ability score generators. It is just like. I have nothing but good things to say about Don. What's Jones. amazing is it's like so good and it's not completely bogged down by bad interface ads. Yeah, they have one little <laughs> link like, hey, do you want to donate some money to help this work? Oh, look, I haven't I haven't been to this site and maybe like a little while because I haven't DM'd in a while. Now there's a dark mode. I love it even more. <laughs> yeah, like if you are playing anything, if you are playing any tabletop role playing game, you need to use Don John. It's great. Uh, I'll just quickly go down the list. Fantasy name generators, random generators, fantasy calendar, fantasy world, medieval demographics calculator. Some of this stuff is new. My random campaign based on a PDF. Okay. Random adventure, treasure map, random dungeon, endless, endless. Like, I don't even know what some of these do completely. Random in, random towns. Uh, that's just like fantasy. Then they've got AD&D stuff. They've got basic d20 fantasy stuff they've got micro light they've got pathfinder they got 4e 5e weird fiction don't know what that is science fiction alien rpg literally anything you can think of it yeah, it's within science fiction they actually have a traveler system generator that's just it. <laughs> okay yeah uh, oh generate a star system yeah no problem baby uh yeah yeah travel uh, traveler system generate this is amazing look this is i just clicked on it this is great this is this is my number one tool. If someone says, what's a good online resource for playing tabletop role-playing games? Donjon is the one I'm going to recommend. Especially if they're not spe specifying, I'm going to play 5e. Which, it, I mean, you can generally just guess that's what they're going to do most of the time. But <laughs> I love Donjon. I, uh, I have used and abused Donjon over the years, and it never fails me. It works in almost every situation top notch it's free if you feel like donating donate i've donated to him before i freaking love don john hey don john <laughs> hit me up for that collab i'll shout you out in every episode uh i got love one that you probably don't know about all right hit me uh app.fantasy-calendar.com i do not know that one app that is what i use for our campaign to keep track of the what? days <laughs> fantasy app.fantasy-calendar.com but if you don't want to use this don john has a fantasy calendar <laughs> <laughs> that's what reminded me of it because you said fantasy calendar i was like oh and because I, I remember i wanted to make a calendar so i could keep track of things and i was dot looking com? through app.fantasy-calendar.com yeah okay this one is the one that i found that i was like oh this does all the things that i want to do uh you can set the number of days in a year, the number of days in a week, the number of days in a month. Uh, you can set like how many moons there are. You can set the phases of those moons, how how often they cycle through those phases. It generates weather for oh, you for yeah. every day, depending on what you can set the, the climate and it'll generate the weather for you. You can uh, set in holidays. It's this looks really, very comprehensive. Really it is it is it is a wonderful wonderful tool <laughs> and i will say man this interface looks really nice <laughs> well done to whoever did this oh pricing yeah. you have to pay uh, uh okay i don't know uh, if it's like a 
your first one's free or whatever, but yeah, I, I oh, okay. Two forty two dollars and forty nine cents a month if you wanted to like unlimited number of calendars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh let others create and comment on events and control the dates on the calendar. Discord integration, that's cool. Calendar linking. This is if you wanted your uh if you wanted your party to be able to yeah, which I thought about because because like, eh, not all the dates are hard dates, so I didn't want to be like, nope, that moved. <laughs> this looks really cool. It I is, haven't used it is, this. It's really great. Uh, yeah, you can set up the like events can last a week, so you can have a week that's like this is happening during this week, and it just puts it in there for you. This is it's, how you have the it, moon phases. Yes, this is okay. how I have the moon phases. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I was, was wondering like, about that because at the beginning of this thing, I was like. Because at the before we started this campaign, uh, Key was really into werewolves, and I was yeah. like, every now and then we'll talk about stuff, and I was like, "What do you think about uh, should do for the new campaign?" She's like, "There should be werewolves," and I was like, "Hmm." Uh, so I was like looking through different ways that I could integrate werewolf stuff into the campaign, and I was like, "Well, I need to be able to keep track of the phases of the moon. Maybe I can find a calendar that does that." And I was like, "Oh." This does it. And then and I was like, oh, and I can set the fate. I can set how long the moon is. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. This is pretty great. And then every time you guys go to sleep, I just advance it a day and then it's good to go. So actually, funnily enough, while I have never used app.fantasy-calendar.com, it must be built by the same people that make this other tool I'm going to tell you about, Ooh. which is Cobalt Fight Club. <laughs> Okay. Cobaldplus.club. Go to it. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> but um, this is a really awesome, like, uh, again, Don John has a version of this built in. Oh, yeah. This is exactly the same interface, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This is exactly the same interfa- interface. I don't know if this is like a .io probably, kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably just a setting you click yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is a pretty awesome encounter maker. It'll Generate encounters. You can tell it the size of your party, challenge rating thing, manage anything about a fight. And it is a very comprehensive, very nice looking tool for making encounters. This is one I actually haven't used all that much. I came across this when, uh, like, obviously I had a few that I have used a ton, but I researched some new ones just to have some more to talk about. And this looks very comprehensive and very, very nice. And they, there must be a framework that people are building off of because this is exactly well, the this, same as fantasy. It Calendar. even, it even has the same, uh, Famicom, uh, not Famicom favorite, the little icon for the website. Yeah. And I can't, the name escapes me right now. Yeah. But I don't know. What it's that a little, called. it's a little like dragon guy with a cup or something. Both yeah. It, have the exact same thing. So there maybe must be, yeah, maybe it is the same people or there is like a, uh, like like a Twitch IO yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, it is it is very nice. It's a very nicely designed, very modern looking kind of version of what the Donjon thing is. Um I don't really have much more to say about this. An encounter generator is what it is. I there's not a lot to say. You tell it you tell you give it parameters, it kicks out you, it kicks you out a encounter that you can run. Yep. If also, you're not we'll add confident. That- D and D Beyond also has its own encounter builder. It's not. Is it? It's not as. Uh, it doesn't generate as much for you, but you can sort monsters by, like CR and an environment and all that kind of thing. Look, like it has, and you can encounter. add it to it, and it'll give you an estimate of how hard it should. Yeah, be how hard on, it should be. Yeah. yeah. So, like this, I could go. I have 
five players who are level six. Uh, add generic group. There we go. Uh, how should this encounter be easy, medium, hard, deadly? Uh, is it random? Is it a boss? Is it a boss with minions, duo monsters, trio of monsters? Is it a horde? And then you just generate. I did a random, uh, and it it spit out two monsters that I think I could fight. And while it doesn't have the resources, you can click. It shoots out the monsters. It tells you the CR, how much XP they're worth. And then you can click. It has a link, uh, like Mind Flayer, Monster Manual, page 222. You click on it. It opens up D&D Beyond. Hey. Very <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. And you can choose, like, I want medium creatures, and I want them to all be beasts. Uh, and I want them to be in an Arctic environment and they are ordinary monsters. Bam. And it like, it filters, polar bears. it filters, <laughs> it filters all the monsters. So that category I just did medium beasts that are in the Arctic and they're ordinary wolves. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, about it. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, it. that's all you got, <laughs> but it's just cool that you can sort it in that way and like have quick at a glance. You could use this on a laptop or on an iPad while you're at a like at a live table whereas i feel like dnd beyond unless everyone has an ipad <laughs> or an android tablet or a laptop like it's dnd beyond isn't as useful for actual tabletop role playing but some of these tools like this one in particular and donjon could be really super useful if you're dming a group cuz you're the only person who needs to have this information and Trust me, when everyone at the table has a laptop set up, that starts to get annoying <laughs> because people are just like watching YouTube videos instead of <laughs> depends on the group. Who but would like, do that, Eric? I've never heard of anyone. who Eric. Does that. <laughs> I only do that when I'm not doing anything. When it's like when it's like, what are you doing, Eric? And I'm like, uh, I guess I'm going to hang on the tower because I'm not interested in this. And then there's like a full hour of dialogue between other characters. I'm like, I'm not there. <laughs> I don't need to hear this. Um, but anyways, uh, that's a I think that's a freaking super awesome tool. The the generation stuff has gotten better. Um, let's see. Oh, I I, I know we mentioned tail. I, I want to loop around one last time to tails uh, tailspire because I forgot to mention uh, thunderstore.io, which is a mod repository for tailspire. Has an app that will manage your mods. It's really awesome. Um, I just forgot to say that when we were on there. The only thing left on my list is something that you cannot use if you are live streaming your campaigns, but most people don't live stream their campaigns. <laughs> so this is okay. Um, Mynoise.net. Have you ever heard of this? I'm sure you have. I'm sure I've talked about it. Uh, it's just like a, like plays music and stuff. I guess. It doesn't actually play music it's just like ambient noise generation but okay. instead of like going onto youtube and typing in thunderstorm noise and it's just like a 12 hour sound file which totally works if you want to do it that way that's great but uh my noise you'll i think you have to donate to get access to every feature but you can donate as little as a dollar five bucks and it gives you access to everything um of course if you wanted to live stream with it you'd have to contact them and pay for licensing but it is an absolutely incredible ambient noise generator because it's not just like, here's a thunderstorm noise. It's like, okay, I click on the thunderstorm generator. It has multiple channels 
all variable volumes and you can like turn up. I want the crickets to be louder. I want the thunder to be louder, but I want the rain to be a little quieter. You can adjust those things. And then even if you don't want to manually adjust it, you can turn on a randomizer and it will adjust the levels of everything randomly, either fast or slowly. And it continuously loops seamlessly. Hmm. So it never sounds like super repetitive. That is really cool. And it's super, super awesome. And if you pay and you get the multi-generator feature, you can create your own soundscapes. Maybe you want medieval village sounds, a thunderscape, rain, and a river sound all at the same time. You can load those all into one player, adjust all the levels of everything, and then have it sound like a fully realized city that you're in. I honestly cannot recommend this enough for playing at a tabletop. The only reason I've never brought it up to you guys is because I know that there's licensing fees associated with it. And I don't know how much it costs to like, maybe I should just email and be like, Hey, how much do I have to pay you to use this on a live stream? (laughs) Because like Tailspire has built in sounds, but they're most of them. You can very clearly tell where the seam is (laughs) like, (laughs) is it, does it have discord integration? I don't know if it has discord integration. I believe there are discord bots you can get that will pass your desktop audio to your, um, but not, not something that they put out. No, no, no. This is just a guy that goes around and records stuff and puts it on the website, but there is everything from, uh, you know what? I'll pull up the website right now. Um, I have the app Uh, on my iPad. While you're doing that, we can talk quickly about ways. If you're playing online, online tools to communicate such as a discord discord <laughs> uh yeah we'll loop back around to my noise real quick but like yes if you're gonna play if you're gonna play online discord it has course, good quality video good quality video calling servers you can manage um you can put campaign stuff in the chat channel so you can it's it obviously I'm sure that if you're even on the internet, you know what Discord is. I feel yeah. like it is Discord ubiquitous. just feels like I mean it's so perfect for online D D campaigns. <laughs> it's perfect. Like it does for all the stuff you want it to do. It's like yeah. like when you're talking about just doing video meetings, like, oh, you could use Skype. I don't like Skype because of lots of reasons, but it's mostly just because it doesn't work as well as I want it to. Yeah. Uh but it doesn't have any kind of text-based like channels or anything. It Discord is your your message board and yeah. and uh, video call and audio call center all in one. Yeah, it's text images really well for online. Yeah, you can turn the audio quality up pretty high. You can have different chat channels for different things. You can have hidden chat channels that only certain people can see for like specific character stuff. We're using D- Discord right now to record this podcast, and I have hey. a I turned the audio quality all the way up that is, so it sounds really good. I found a bot online that just join Craig 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 bot just joins he hops in here he records it I hit stop he sends me a file it's amazing there is you can do so much stuff with discord for free um alternatives I think the really only alternative left is that's still kicking is team speak but they don't have video calling I don't uh, think you it, or anything. zoom I, not, again it's not really great for yeah if you're gonna for, it's not as good as discord for for D&D. if you're gonna play online discord there is still you can if you're using roll 20 it does have its own built-in systems for using your camera and mic but it's terrible. never also used not as good. terrible okay yeah, i've never good. used it yeah but yeah even when we were playing roll 20 we're like 
we'll just use Discord. <laughs> we'll just use Discord. So yeah, I'm sure you know what Discord is, but it, it is pretty incredible the amount of bots and stuff you can find to like do different things. But anyways, um, mynoise.net. Uh, so let's see, Irish Coast cafes. Not that that would come up too much in D and D. Waterfalls. <laughs> A uh, Gregorian chant, a Japanese garden, uh, automatic piano generator. Um, there's even fantasy specific ones, primeval forests. Uh, let's see, distant thunder, thunderstorms, a beach, uh, summer nights, rivers, singing bowls, uh, Tibetan temples, medieval village. I talked about that one. There's one called RPG Dungeon, which is like. Um, like dripping sounds and cave sounds and stuff like that. There is just so many amazing. There's even sci-fi ones that make little like ambient beeps and boops for if you're running a sci-fi campaign. It is one of the most powerful noise generating tools available. Sounds pretty cool. If you don't want to use the web interface, you can also pay to download albums of the things. But I highly recommend looking into it. I haven't done I I usually donate once a year to it, but I probably need to look at his Patreon and see if he has like a tier for allowing us to use it. But look, I look at this. You can get the audio albums on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and Google Play. So I mean like <laughs> video tutorials on how to use it. There's like no reason not to use this site. It's freaking amazing. It's updated pretty regularly with new soundscapes honestly like i think you should take a look at this isaac i'm gonna look in to see if we can use it on the campaign actually now that we're talking about it so much now that i'm talking about it so much <laughs> yeah see we can but, find uh, out the only the only problem is it might be a bit taxing on my not so great internet you could just tell me and i could pass it through right because i have mm-hmm. fast internet in theory but then uh i don't know how um, no maybe we'll we'll, we'll, we'll look into it uh, I only wanted to touch on a couple more things and that one of them being uh, online resource for miniatures, which is what the one I was going to talk about is Hero Forge, which is integrated with Tailspire. Yeah, we talked about that so a little bit. You can make your own, uh, like if you're going to make a, a new character for a, a campaign, you can make it how you want to look. The Hero Forge is pretty great about that as far as yep. PCs go. Not so great with monsters. Uh, yeah, that's where, that's where Hero yeah. Forge falls short. Um, it's called Hero Forge, not Monster Forge. Well, there's there's another one uh, called uh, TitanCrafts.com, which is awesome for monsters. But that's for these are for like if you're going to to basically have them printed out and you're going to use them in a uh, in person. Hero Forge, you can do that, but the reason we use Hero Forge is because it's integration with Tailspire, which means you can just have a digital copy and you can put it into Tailspire and you can use the character that you want, so you can make it how you want to, to look. Yeah, uh, they have they do have a, a lot of options. Uh, they add stuff, I think, every th- Tuesday or every Thursday. Uh, That's pretty sweet. So they like this. Like I go through there and there's things that I have in my head still are not. You know, you're not going to find I anything would, there, but it's pretty good. I know we haven't really. Uh, there are ways to modify like 3D models into Tailspire on your own. Um, that's going to take a lot of effort. And I guess since we're talking about miniatures and models uh, for 
I know this was supposed to be online sources, but if you do have a 3D printer or you're thinking about getting into 3D printing, you're probably not going to be a 3D modeler. Uh, and there are really awesome resources like myminifactory.com, which you do have to pay for some of the things um, just because the artist wants to get paid. But there are, frankly, unbelievably good looking miniatures. Uh, if you want to do Dwarven Forge stuff, you can print basically those things online. Now, there is still like a painting factor to these kind of things. But if you're into that kind of thing, if you want cool tabletop stuff for your in-person play, and you're thinking about getting in 3D printing, it is amazing the wealth of content that is available now. I remember when 3D printing first started kind of like hitting the consumer market. There really wasn't a lot as far as minis go, but honestly, you could deck a table out for, I'm not going to say cheap because a 3D printer is expensive. And if you're doing SLA, 3D, the resin's kind of expensive. And if you're doing filament printing, it's usually not detailed enough for miniatures uh, other than like buildings and stuff like that. But um, th the amount of stuff available is incredible. Monsters, there's guys who make every monster in the monster manual is available for download and print. And I'm sure there is a way to like move those models into Tailspire. I just haven't looked into it a ton i know you can i just i just i haven't personally looked into it a lot uh only other thing i wanted to talk about was if you if you guys have any uh reddit subs that you frequent for D, &D things r slash D, &D <laughs> the the official one not official but you know what i mean the uh <laughs> the biggest one yeah i mean that's the only one i ever look at uh, I'm sure I haven't looked, but let's cruise on over to Reddit real quick. The one that I end up going to a lot is, and I don't even like, I don't start there. I just, I'm usually if I'm looking for some sort of plot hook or encounter idea or like cool monster mechanic or something, I usually end up at r slash DND behind the screen. Is pretty, behind the pretty screen? Good. Yeah, D and D behind the screen. Okay, yeah, I, I'll have to check that out actually sometime. I, I I really like looking at some of these things, but yeah, Reddit is a great resource. Reddit is like the modern version, uh, the more modern version of something like uh, Giant in the Playground, which is the one I talked about earlier. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, Giant uh, in the Playground is very old. I honestly don't get on Reddit. So I <laughs> <laughs> I'll send and um, I obviously can't put these links in the regular podcast form of this, but on the YouTube channel, I will try to um, not try to. I will put links to everything we've talked about in the description so that if there's any tools you're interested in and you are feeling too lazy to type in Don John on Google, uh, you can find it in the YouTube description. So I think we're kind of coming up on the end here. Is there anything That's else all I wanted to touch on? Okay. I think we got everything. Yeah, I had everything I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I yeah, definitely hit everything. <laughs> I just wanted to get in that uh, RPG bot. RPG bot. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I can't believe I didn't write that one down. Yeah, RPG bot. Freaking fantastic. Anyways, um, thanks for listening again. Um, I don't know if it'll be next week but we are going to do a couple episodes about Spelljammer, the newly released content. Um, so 
look forward to that. And uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See ya.